0: Amen. We're going to, amen. Attempt to uh, minister the word of God today. Amen. Uh, you can remain seated if you'd like. Uh, amen. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, begin. I'm so thankful, thankful to to be here. And again, I'm thankful for Pastor, Amen, and uh, all the other. Uh, all of our leadership uh, in Antioch, Amen. Thankful for the opportunity to be here with you tonight. Apparently, there's an emergency. It's a weather alert, Amen. So don't worry about it. You're here with Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Amen. Turn with me into the Word of God to James chapter 2. James chapter 2, We're gonna, the reason I said you could be seated, because I'm going to read a little lengthy uh, reading, not real long, but we're going to begin reading at verse 14 of James chapter 2. Even so faith, if it hath no works, or hath not works, it is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God, and thou doest well. The devil also believeth, and tremble. But wilt thou not? But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith with, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, "Abraham believed God." And it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. And then we're going to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, very familiar passage of Scripture. And verse 6, Hebrews 11 and 6, But without faith is it impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them, that diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. So, from these two passages of Scripture, you might have a hint of what I'm going to talk about this evening amen and if if you need a title, amen or for at least for the uh, media ministry uh, I'd like to talk about faith, substance, and evidence. Would it be a bold statement for me to say that perhaps what I want to talk about tonight when I want to talk about faith, would it be a bold statement? for me to say that perhaps this is if not the most critical one of the most critical topics in the word of god i believe faith is probably again i'm going to i'm going to not go all in because i don't want you know to lose some folks by me making very bold statements I have a tendency to do that. But I do believe that faith is really, if not the most important topic, it's at least one of the most important topics, I don't even like using the word topic when I speak of faith, in the word of God. We read the passage of scripture that plainly tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many want to please God? I mean, do you want to please God? So if you want to please God, then it's imperative for you to know what faith is, understand faith, and have faith. I believe faith is kind of like love. What I mean by that, I think love is one of those words that is way, way, way overused and really misunderstood. I mean, my wife tells me she loves me. And then she says she loves the dog. (laughs) I'm trying to make, I'm trying to comprehend that. Loves me, loves the dog. I'm not sure which way I'm going to go with that. Is she trying to say I'm a dog? I'm not real sure. We hear people, I don't know about you, but I love, I love me some ribs. You you love some ribs? I love my ribs. I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I make some good ribs. I love me some ribs. But I love my wife. Well, she is, well I'm going to leave that alone. I'm getting ready to get in trouble right there. But my point is, we, we use that word love, and, and faith is one of those words too. We just throw some faith all around. And we use the word, and I don't know that we really comprehend what faith is. And I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. Amen. James, in this passage of Scripture that we read, talking about faith, James asks a very strange question when he's talking about faith. He asks this question, he says, uh, Though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, then then he says this, Can faith save him? Can faith save you? I'm just asking what James asks. James asks, can faith save you? He almost implies that it can't. Now, I, I believe that we're saved through faith, but I believe what James is really trying to tell us, it's, is he's not trying to say that, that faith can't save us, But I think really James is asking us uh, the question. He's he's merely causing us to try to understand what faith is. James in the writing there, when he's writing, I don't believe that he's, he's trying to say something negative about faith. I believe James is trying to help us to comprehend what is faith. And if you read there, he even makes a statement because... I we, and and I one of the the word that probably most people would think as a is a synonym, is that the right word? Thank you. All you English professors. Most people would think that the word that is a synonym to faith is the word believe. But James said that the devil believed. Let me ask you a question. Does the devil have faith? Are you sure? I'm not going to answer the question. I'm just asking if the devil has faith. James said the devil believed that there was one God. And he trembled. But I think what James is saying it's saying, okay, the devil believes, but I don't think the devil has faith. At least not the faith that James is talking about. Okay? But he he points out that the devil believed. So I want to talk about it a little bit tonight. I may make some statements tonight that you don't agree with. And that's okay, because I'm the guy with the microphone. And if I'm way off base, I guarantee you two things... Pastor Wright and Bishop Wright are going to listen to it and they know how to straighten me out. Never fear, they'll take care of it. (laughs) Amen. I don't think I'm going to say anything that crazy though. Brother Middleton's over there. He he knows how to straighten me out too. That's my buddy. Amen. He'll give me that look. All right. All right. So let's talk about faith a little bit. Paul said we can't please God without it. And so I want to understand it a little bit better. Romans tells us that, amen, you, the folks up in the media ether up there, I'm going to read a number of scriptures. If you can keep up, that will be great. Uh, But if not, it's okay too. Amen. I meant to email them to you and I forgot. Amen. So Romans tells us that faith has a starting point. Okay? Faith has a beginning point. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So where does faith begin? Faith begins with hearing. Matthew chapter 20, verse 30. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. Mark chapter 5, verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus... She came and pressed behind and touched his garment. Mark chapter 6, verse 54. And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him and ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. Mark chapter 7, verse 25. For as a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Mark chapter 10, verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. John chapter 4, verse 47. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea in Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. Hey Amen. I could read other passages of scriptures, but I just tried to grab some out of all of the Gospels or most of the Gospels speaking of Christ. And time and time again, if you go back and you begin to look at the miracles quite often you're going to find that in that process of a miracle, you're going to find or you're going to realize that that, that somewhere, somehow, the person heard about Jesus. The faith that, 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 that brought them to a place where God could do something in their life began with them hearing. They heard. They heard of Jesus. And it... Began to, 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 to burn in their heart. They, they didn't just hear it in their ears. They, they didn't just hear it in their, in, with, 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 with the, the, the physical hearing, but they heard it in their heart and, 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 and there was something that began to ring out in their spirit. There began, there was something that began to stir after they heard of Jesus. And that caused something to happen in their life. Hearing brings forth thought. Thought becomes imaginations and imaginations bring forth faith. How many believe that for every Again, I won't say every, I'll say most things in the Word of God that we find positive, we can find the negative. Do you believe that? Here's one of the statements that you might not agree with but that I'm going to make. Uh, I, how many believe God honors faith? It's not a trick question. Do you really believe God honors faith? Do you believe God honors all faith? Faith is faith. Does God honor all faith? Okay, that's a good point there, brother. I'm going to make a statement. This is a statement some people aren't going to like. The Bible, we're going to read this passage of Scripture in a minute that talks about about faith and what faith is. But I, I've come to, to believe that there's, a, there's, there's the opposite of faith. But when, when, I, when I say that the opposite of faith, I believe that it's still faith. And I believe that God is bound to operate by faith. The opposite of faith is fear. Really, I believe fear is not the opposite of faith. I believe fear is negative faith. It's the same thing as faith, but it's the negative of faith. And it operates the exact same way in our life. And I believe that God honors negative faith. The Bible talks, I I could go there, the Bible talks about the things that we say. Talks about the power of the tongue. The Bible says, I believe, therefore I have spoken. So I believe fear is the negative of faith. And if you apply the same things that you apply to faith, and you apply them to fear, you can understand why many negative things happen in people's lives. There's a passage of Scripture that says, The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds to the casting out of imaginations, to bringing into into captivity every thought. Now what that passage of Scripture is, is really, it's, it's backwards. It starts at the conclusion and takes us to the beginning. Every stronghold that you have in your life got there from an imagination. Every imagination you have began with a thought. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to pulling down of those strongholds. But we don't have to wait till it gets to be a stronghold. The weapons of our warfare can, can help us even when it's just an imagination. The weapons of our warfare can even help us when it's just a thought. We want to, we want to kill it at a thought. If we can kill it at a thought, it'll never become an imagination, it'll never become a stronghold in our life. But that's the negative side of that equation here's the positive side of that equation it's it's what i want to talk about is faith faith begins with hearing and that hearing becomes a thought that thought becomes an imagination and that imagination doesn't become a stronghold but it becomes faith it becomes faith that accomplishes something in our life but it begins with hearing hearing will always produce thought It always will. There's a lot of things that produce thought. Smell will produce thought, but sound and hearing is one of those things. How many people? You've been laying in your bed and you hear a sound. and that sound produces a thought what was that somebody is in the house then the imagination begins to work how many of you are those people that when you get afraid and you think someone's in the house you turn on the lights you people are crazy How many of you that when you're afraid, you put your head under the covers? Mm-mm. See, when Jim got afraid, Jim didn't turn on the lights, but Jim didn't close his eyes either. I made sure I'm looking because I'm going to see it coming. I'm not going to come find you, but if you come in here, I'm going to see you. I'm not going to hide so I don't see it coming. I'm going to see it coming and I'm going to beat feet if I can. I ain't, I ain't hiding. No. I want to make sure I see whatever's going bump in the night. But it's a, it's a sound, right? It ain't nothing but the wind blowing and the, and the tree rustling against the screen on your window. But, but that's all it was. And in the daytime, that's a normal sound. But let it be dark time. Same sound is going to bring a different thought to your mind. Fear, or faith, is what we're talking about. Begins with a sound. Let's. I want to look at that process a little differently this evening. Luke chapter seventeen, verse five and six. Luke seventeen, verse five. And The apostle. Apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. And the Lord said, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto the sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now here's one of those statements that again, you may not agree with me on, but I'm the person that has to try to teach tonight. I don't believe that Jesus in this passage of Scripture is telling His disciples that they only need a small amount of faith. I don't believe that. I think He's telling them something about faith. I don't think He's... When I, when I was a kid, and I don't think I've ever heard it sung here in Antioch, When I was a kid, we used to sing this song, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. I'm going to be honest with you. Even when I was a kid, I thought that was a ridiculous song. If you like that song, I'm sorry. But I just think it's ridiculous. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. I mean, I, I get the premise of the song, but it's ridiculous. I need a lot of faith. If you know me, Jim needs all kinds of faith. I need a lot of grace, a lot of mercy, and a whole lot of faith. Because I'm going to get all messed up if I ain't got it. I don't think Jesus is telling His disciples, you only need this teeny tiny bit of faith. I don't think He's trying to say that this little bitty seed will move that tree. I don't think that's what he's saying. Let me let me help you understand what I think he's saying. Mark chapter four, verse thirty. Mark four and thirty, and he said, Whereunto shall you liken the kingdom of God? Or what comparison shall ye compare it? It's like a mustard seed. It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it when, which when it is sown in the earth, it is the least it is the less than all the seeds that is that be in the earth. I can read honest. Verse thirty two but when it is grown it's it groweth up and becometh greater than all the herbs, and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of the earth. Of it. Now, I know Jesus said, if you have faith, there's the grain of mustard seed. But I believe that Jesus has a way of, of speaking so that he talks here and he talks here. And he expects you to understand that these things are connected. I don't believe he used the mustard seed in two places because that's the only seed he knew how to talk about. I mean, he created every seed there is. If he wanted to talk about, I don't even know if sage has a seed, but he could have have used any seed he wanted to. But he talked about faith, and he talked about a mustard seed. And then he talked about the kingdom of God, and he talked about the mustard seed. And I believe he's purposely used both of them because he's trying to make a correlation. And... He's telling us that this mustard seed has to be planted. This, this, this mustard seed that we're, we're going to talk about faith, this faith that, that's the size, or the, like a grain of mustard seed, this, this, this seed, it has to be planted. That seed, it, it needs to be cultivated. It needs, it needs to be uh, maintained. It needs to have some, some, some work in it to bring it to the place. I don't think he's saying that the seed itself, that size faith, if I can say it that way, I don't like saying it that way, but I don't know a better way to do it. I don't believe he's saying faith the small of a seed in itself will move the tree or the mountain. But it's, it's when that faith is planted, it's when that seed is planted in the soil and that and you allow the cultivation, or, or, or not allow, but you cultivate that seed. You see, God's not going to cultivate the seed. It's not God's place to cultivate faith in my life. It's not God's place to, to, to take and, and, and for, for, to make that, that seed to grow. It's, it's my garden. It's, it's my garden. It's my seed. And I have to cause that seed to, to grow. And, and when that seed begins to grow, and when it, when, it, when it begins to flourish, then it brings forth something great. I looked it up a little bit. Most writers believe that more than likely the, the plant than which they're speaking of, about in that day was probably what we... The mustard that we use today is either white mustard or yellow mustard plant, but more than likely in that region at that time they used what was would we called a black mustard seed, and that plant would grow to be about nine feet tall. Uh, and produce and matter of fact, once once you begin to plant mustard in a field, it's one of those plants that if you introduce it to the field, you pretty much want to keep that field to have mustard because if you take it out you're probably not getting it out it has a tendency to spread it has a tendency to to propagate itself that's what the plant does and and so i believe that jesus is trying to tell us about this this mustard seed this 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 seed needs to be planted and and it needs to 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 to, to to be cultivated. Let me let me explain that. Let me kind of tell you what I mean by that. We, we read the passage of scripture a few minutes ago. We, re- we read that the woman with the issue of blood that heard Jesus came in the press behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. But let's look at the next verse, Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. For she said If I may touch but His clothes, I shall be made whole. She heard. She said. She came. She pressed. She touched. Now what happened in her life? I like to preach... I like to fill in some blanks if I can in my mind when I think about things that happen in the Word of God. I believe this woman, somewhere, somehow, she heard about Jesus. She heard of the things that he had done. Maybe one of her neighbors said, Jesus, I, I, I just saw this guy, Jesus, and he. He opened the blinded eyes of this man. He spit on the ground and made mud and he stuck it in his eye and the guy could see. Really? That's what happened. I saw it. Wow. I believe she heard that and she began to think about it. He made, he made him see. And I, I I've been dealing with this this issue for twelve years, twelve years of separation I, I can't sleep in the same bed with my husband i i can't, I can't sit on the same furniture as my children i can't I'm unclean I, my life is a life of separation and loneliness he He made him see and and she began to think about. She began to think about life on the other side of the issue. She began to imagine in her mind what it would be like to be without this disease. She began to imagine what life would be like if if she didn't have to deal with this this uncleanness. uncleanness. Her life would be different. She She could be intimate. She could She could love her children. She could care for her family. And she began to to think about it. And that seed began to grow. That that seed began to push its way through the soil of her heart. And and, and she began to now see in her own mind what it would be like. And she began to think about, how do I get to that place? She she said, well, I, I don't know, but if I could just get to Him, if I, if I could get to where He was, if I could get... she So she said to herself, if I, if I could just touch His garment, then then I'll be whole. He's got that kind of power. I'll, I'll, if I could just touch... You see, that seed began to flourish and that seed, she, she nurtured it and she thought about it and she imagined the other side of it. You see, that's how you cultivate... That seed. And it took her to a place where she dared to do the unthinkable. And she began to press through the crowd and she began to make her way to where Jesus was. She heard. She said. She pressed and she touched. Bartimaeus. Somewhere heard about Jesus. I love the story of Bartimaeus. If you go back and you read most of the Gospels, I mean most of the miracles in, in, in the New Testament, most of the miracles, uh, let me say a good majority of the miracles, If you look, you're going to find some things that that happen. Bartimaeus is one of those ones that you'll miss it if you're not looking closely. I believe that somewhere Bartimaeus heard about Jesus. I don't know if Bartimaeus was born blind or if he became blind. I don't know if he ever saw before or if he uh, saw and then lost his sight. I, I don't know, but we know that he's blind. Somewhere Bartimaeus heard that jesus could heal and and he began to think about it and i believe that he began to 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 think about seeing and what life would be and seeing the face of his child and seeing what red how do you explain red to someone that can't see how do you explain yellow to someone who can't see you ever think about that He didn't know, perhaps, what yellow looked like. And he began to think about seeing. And he began to, 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 to wonder, and he began, he began to hope. And, and when he heard that Jesus was coming, the Bible says he cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy on me. And they began to silence, and they began to, I don't, I don't even get that story. Why are you going to tell the brother to be quiet? The brother wants to see. If I can't see and I start crying out, please help me cry out to Jesus. Don't shut me up. So he's crying out. They tell him to be quiet. He's like, oh yeah, really? Watch this. He cries out even more. The Bible says that, I love the passage of Scripture. If you go look at the passage of Scripture, You you notice something, the Bible says, if you read it, Jesus is apparently walking. And the Bible says, as he cried out the more, Jesus stood still. And I see Jesus doing this. He's walking, you know, he's being Jesus, you know, just power everywhere. He's walking and there's this dude off in the distance. And Jesus hears all kinds of stuff, but he hears something different. And the Bible says he stood still. I see him doing this. What was that? Kind of like, you know, when the woman touched him. What do you mean, who touched you? He didn't ask, but it was like, what do you mean, who called you? People calling you all over the place. Oh, no, wait a minute. Faith called me. And, and, he, and, he, and he stopped and he, and he told Bartimaeus to come. Now, here's the favorite part. That that he stood still. And then this next phrase, I love it. The Bible says that Bartimaeus cried out all the more. Jesus called him. And then it says this. He left his garment and went to Jesus. Why does the Bible put that in there? Come on. Why does the Bible say he left his garment? Why is that important? I believe it is. I believe because that was his blind man's garment. That was his beggar's coat. That was was his coat that that he wore when when he needed to go out and get his money on the corner. And he's like, I won't be needing that. And he went to Jesus. Because Jesus makes this statement. He tells Bartimaeus his faith. Because of his faith. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about faith. So Bartimaeus came. Bartimaeus had that seed planted because he wanted to see. He heard, He cried out. He cast away his garment. He rose and he came. Are, are, are you seeing, hold on, let's, let's bring this to where I want to get to. A, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. A very familiar passage of Scripture. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. What is the substance of things hoped for? What is the evidence of things not seen? Faith is. I believe what Jesus said about faith and what Paul told us here in Hebrews about faith is the same thing. A mustard seed has to be planted. That that, that seed of faith is planted. And that seed of faith is nourished. That seed of faith is cultivated. That seed of faith is is taken care of. It's watered. It's, It's brought to a place where it grows in our hearts. And it causes us to begin to hope. And hope springs forth. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing but God? If I can say this, one of the things that we are doing, the Bible says the sower went out to sow. We're sowing mustard seeds. But God, each one of these testimonies, your testimony that you give wherever it might be, you're sowing mustard seeds. You're just casting out mustard seeds. You don't know who's going to hear. You don't know who... What Bartimaeus, what woman with the issue of blood is going to, that seed is going to find a lodging place in their life. It's just a seed of faith. We're just casting out the seeds. That seed has to be nourished. That seed has to grow for it to really do something in the lives of people. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Have you ever noticed those two phrases? Have you ever looked at them? The first one says, Now faith is the substance of hope. Can you see hope? You can't see hope, right? I've never seen hope. Let me ask this. Can you see wind? You can't see wind. can't see hope. Hope is invisible. The evidence of things not seen. Can you see what's not seen? That's kind of easy. No. Okay, so let's go back to hope. Can you see substance? Substance, you can touch it. You can feel it. You can see it. It's something that's tangible. It's something that's visible. It's something that is there. Faith is the substance of hope. The woman with the issue of blood, hope sprang forth in her life. She began to hope. She began to believe. She began to dream. She began to imagine, and hope sprang forth. Where's the substance? She said, she pressed, she touched. Those are the substance of faith. James said, if you have faith and you don't have works, you don't have faith. Substance. Evidence. What is evidence? How many have ever been on a jury? You ever been on a jury? How many have ever been on a jury where they had... Exhibits you know, exhibit a, exhibit B, exhibit whatever that's that's called evidence, right? or maybe someone maybe someone sat on the witness stand and they gave testimony, right? What was that? Sister Campbell, you're a lawyer, what is that called? that's called evidence evidence that was going to be evidence of gravity. <laughs> Evidence is something you hear or touch. Evidence is not invisible. Faith is the evidence of that which is not seen. Bartimaeus believed he could see. Bartimaeus believed that that Jesus could do what no one else could do. Where's the evidence? He cried out, he left his garment. He rose up and he came. For there to be faith, there has to be substance. There has to be evidence. Faith is not a mental assent. Faith is not this I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. But really, if I believe, I believe. Where's the evidence of my believing? I've spoken. There comes a point in our life where faith is just a seed and it's planted. And I don't know about you, but there's been some things that got planted in my life and I just wasn't brave enough to say them. I, I, I... I I thought I'm pretty sure God said this, but that sounds kind of crazy. I don't believe I'm I'm ready to the place. But then I began to I began to think about it. I began to pray about it. I began to imagine, I began to think about how God could do it. I began to see myself on the other side of that. And I began to allow that mustard seed to grow, and I began to and I began to and then I spoke about it and then I began to do things to that would show that I believed faith in my life faith what mustard seeds have been planted in your heart what mustard seeds and here's here's the part of that that I think very very much true i don't believe that when jesus says that faith is if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could to the sycamore tree. I believe that that seed was for that tree. I don't. I don't think faith is that. that, that, that I, mean, I, I knew. I knew a sister. Uh, I know a sister. She. She told me this uh, when I was pastoring in Brooklyn Park. She, she she believed God could heal her of anything. She did. She believed God could heal her of anything. She had hepatitis. God delivered, healed her from hepatitis. And, and, and she amazed me sometimes. She, she'd have something happen. She'd be sick, whatever. Someone else would be sick. She just believed God could heal. She, she believed God. She, there was no doubt, and there was no. Whatever, she was sick, she would just ask for prayer. She believed God could heal. But she had no faith for finances. She didn't believe God for finances at all. She didn't believe God could... She just didn't. She, she didn't... She, that, that faith for the healing didn't correlate to finances. She had this seed, but she didn't have that seed. And I believe that's Reality. We think we got faith, we just got faith. That's not real. We get a mustard seed for this and we get a mustard seed for that and we get We got to get the mustard seeds. And we got to cultivate those things. Yeah. Yeah. What seed? What seed is not growing in your life? What seed has been planted but 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 you just you you got to cultivate it. You got to you got to begin to think about it. You got to think about I'm not talking about, you know, craziness. I'm not even going to say it. But, you know, sometimes I've never been diagnosed with any thought disorders. But my brain can go about that quick. I'll, I'll be thinking about something and all of a sudden I'm on Pluto. Pluto. And have no idea how I got there. Anyone that's ever been in prayer, like a prayer meeting when I'm in a prayer meeting. Some people do not like being in prayer meetings with me because I pray out loud. I cannot pray quiet. Because I've got to hear myself pray. Because if I don't hear myself pray, I'll be thinking about the baseball game. Or I'll be thinking about them ribs I need to go home and cook. I got to pray. I have to pray out loud. And sometimes, you know, that's hard to do. Because I need to talk about my messed up life. Lord, I do not want him to hear this. Block his ears. Because you know I'm messed up. And we got to talk. There's been something that hurts the old Brother Bar helping Jesus. He really didn't do that, did he? Yes, he did. You need to pray for him. Amen. Sorry, got, I got over there. Should have stayed over here. Are we cultivating the mustard seeds? I wonder. I, I know, I know. I know I know the word of God and we've always we've always preached I mean ever since I was little I heard him preach about the sower the sower went out to sow and I heard him preach about how the sower was talking about talking about you know the lost the world and the hearts of men I guess there's probably some truth in that But what is it that will choke out the mustard seed in your life? Why why does the mustard seed that Jesus talked about not get to the place where we can say to the mountain There's a song, I really like the song, but there's a part of it that I think is really wrong. The song talks about even if you don't. uh, And one part of the song says, I know you can move a mountain. And it, it talks about God moving the mountain. And the implication is there that God speaks to the mountain. God does not speak to mountains. God does not speak to sycamore trees. If the mountain's going to move, oh he'll move it. But he won't speak to it. He'll plant he'll pluck up that tree and he'll plant it over yonder. But he won't speak to it. And he won't even he won't even move it if I say, "Lord, move this tree." That ain't what he told me to do. He told me to speak to the tree. He told me to speak to the mountain. Why is my faith not growing to the place where I can speak to the tree and speak to the mountain? What's causing that faith not to grow? Go back to the parable of the sower. The mustard seed is planted and the cares of this life. Grow up and choke it out. Why, why, why does Jesus say, "Cast your cares upon me?" Because it will choke out the mustard seeds in our life. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Without faith, we cannot become what we need to be. Without faith, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot. The only thing the only thing that we have to get to where we need to be is faith. It's all about faith. It's a mustard seed that has to be cultivated in your life. Are we cultivating the seeds? Have the seeds fallen on soil that are rocky? You see, we've got to break up that fallow ground. Sometimes we've got to go out in the field. First time I landed in an airplane, I was in the Navy and we were going on a deployment. And I flew into the Azorian Islands. I'd never been any place like that, so we flew into the Azorian Islands. And as we flew in, as you look down over the Azorian Islands, you see these beautiful Plots of grass. But every, every house, every property, everything is, is, is lined with black rock walls. They're volcanic rock. Every property. Because for them to be able to cultivate the land, they've got to go out and pick up the rocks and move them and they build these walls and the rocks work their way to the surface and they got to go out and they got to pick up the rocks and they got to put them on the walls you get all the rocks gone somehow i don't i i will be honest i don't get that rocks are heavy gravity should make them go down they should not come up but they do they work their little selves up to the surface Someone's got to go out there and pick them up. And guess what happens in your life and my life? We clean out the rocks. We get, our, we get ourselves all nice and good. And we're done. We're finished. Next thing you know, we look at ourselves and there's a rock. There's a rock, there's a rock, there's a rock, there's a rock. There's a rock. we got to go clean up the rock because our mustard seed can't grow. We've got to get rid of the weeds, the cares of life, because our mustard seed can't grow. I'm talking about faith. Substance and evidence. James said... You say you have faith, and you say that I have works. Well, I'll show you my faith by my works. Because if you have faith, and you don't have works, you really don't have faith. That's what James was saying. We're not saved by works. James wasn't saying that you're saved by works. He's saying you can't have faith if you don't have works. Because there has to be some kind of substance, there has to be some kind of evidence, if you really have faith. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please. God wants, if I can say it this way, God wants our faith gardens to flourish. Can I, can I be a little too transparent with you? I can't remember the last time I prayed for my finances. I can't remember the last time I prayed about food in my house. I can't remember the last time I prayed about my bills getting paid. I know the the Bible talks about, and, and I began to think about it. I began to feel a little condemnation, to be honest with you. But I realized something. I've come to a place in my walk with God where I need to thank Him that He supplies my needs. But I don't need to ask about Him. I don't need to pray about Him. Because He's my Father. And He said He would take care of me. And that faith has grown to a place in my life where i i never one time asked my father are we going to eat this week i never did i never even one time once once i got to the place parents i'm sorry about this but once i got to the place where i got an allowance i never even asked my dad if i could have my allowance I just expected my allowance. I'm not saying I earned it. I'm just saying I expected it. I was sixteen years old, had my first job, and was still getting allowance. I look back and that's just ridiculous. But if he'd have cut me off, I'd have been mad. Because that was my dad, and I just expected my allowance. There's some things that that my garden of faith has grown to a place where I don't even pray about those things. Now, I did have to repent and say, God, I'm sorry I haven't said thank you. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't asked you about these things. I've prayed for other people's finances. I've prayed for other people's needs. But I, I, I don't pray for those things. And I didn't even know I wasn't doing it. I just woke up one day and realized you're not praying about that. And again, I had to repent because I wasn't saying thank you. But I didn't. Because he's going to take care of that. My faith has grown to that place. Now, I can't say that that's true about every part of my life. There's other parts of my life. Me and Lord, we got to talk about them every day. Lord, I give you this. Lord, I give you my attitude. Lord, I give you my anger. Lord, you know how people frustrate me. I give that to you. He's like, you know how you frustrate me. We're on the same page. (laughs) Sorry, Father. There's things I've got to give to Him every day. And we've got to cultivate that faith. We've got to... I dare you. I dare you. Something you have faith about, I I dare you. I double dog dare you. To think about the other side. Not think about how God's going to work it all out. Not, Not try to plan God's every step. Not try to imagine how He's going to do it. Just imagine it done. Imagine yourself on the other side of the issue of blood. Imagine yourself on the other side of blindness. Whatever that thing is, I, I dare you, not just today, not just for a couple minutes, but every day. Just begin to see it. And allow that faith to grow and to cultivate to the point where no longer can doubt hinder the growth of that thing. Then you can say to that sycamore tree, be thou plucked up and planted over there. Because I'm done with you. Amen. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for your mercy and your grace today, God. I thank you for faith. I thank you for how you, through your word, help us to know what faith really is. Lord, it's not just something that I I believe in my mind. It's it starts there. It's it's something that might begin with a belief, but but God it's got to grow. It's got to mature. It's got to come to a place where it causes substance and evidence in my life. There's got to be substance and evidence in my life for faith to be real. Lord, help us. Lord, you know across this congregation of people tonight, all of the mustard seeds that have been planted, all of the little seeds of this and that, and you want faith to grow in each one of our lives. Faith for this, a faith for a loved one, faith for for a a new job, faith for this, faith for that, Whatever, whatever they may be, God. You know what they are. Lord, help us to cultivate that faith. Help us to nurture our garden of faith. Let us cast out those cares that surround that thing, Lord, that it might grow forth and it might bring forth fruit and it might give us the place Like the disciples said, they said, increase our faith. But Lord, you said, you just need this and you need to cultivate it. I don't need to increase it. You just need to let it grow. Lord, let that truth reign in our hearts and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. 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 You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Greet one another in Jesus' name.